There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Mizzy Bender or you are listening to me on the Mizzy Bender show this lovely Tuesday morning and it is sunshine and the birds are chirping and so it's gonna be a really great day uh it's been a couple days since we've been together there's been a bunch happening so let's get into it good morning Ashley good morning Ryan I'm wearing uh my pride half jersey this came from Spencer's, uh, so Ashley was just admiring the uh, the shirt that I'm wearing. Yeah, this is one of my favorite things, and in the back it says, like, Pride and, like, oh, one or whatever. Uh, in celebration of the end of Pride, I figured, you know what, let's do this. I'm also running a sale on the boutique. It's, like, Pride 22 at checkout if you wanted to participate just, uh, you know, to end the month positively and, you know, keep spreading that awareness. So that's kind of what's going on. Good morning, SG. Good morning. Thank you for the anniversary wishes. Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. Let's get into it, and I'll start, you know, kind of getting my shit together this morning. So the last couple of days have been absolutely incredible, and I'll, I'll backtrack. So yesterday was our anniversary. Yesterday was four years to the day that I met Spencer, and my whole world started to change, and really, you know, so many ups and downs, and so many like aha moments and so many terrible moments. There's been a lot that's gone on in the four years. But when I look back on everything that's transpired, I sit here today and I am just so humbled and so blessed. And I don't even really like to use the word blessed because I'm not really religious in any kind of way, but it's the only thing I could really think of when I think about our anniversary. Because, you know, Spencer really did save me. He saved me from a world of what was I going to be putting myself through for the next however long? And when you have the opportunity to start over and, you know, that gut feeling that we talked about a couple weeks ago or maybe last week on the show, you should really follow it. And I'm so happy that I had the courage and the strength and the guts to actually leave my marriage and do what I did. And to sit here with Spencer four years later, I am just such a different person. I've changed, I've grown, I've actually become the person that I really should be without anybody, you know, telling me how I should be, what I can wear, what I'm allowed to do, you know, without having 15 different game plans for the day, uh, you know, without going insane, you know, hardcore into my job because I was struggling so much at home. Like, there are so many different things that go through my mind that I sit here today and I'm so thankful that I don't ever have to experience those things again. And uh, it makes my heart smile, like, beyond belief. And so I was trying to figure out what the words were when I, put it, when I was putting together my post, you know, to say happy anniversary to Spencer. And honestly, there's no words that can capture really how I feel about any of it. It is just, it's just, 
one of those things where you just take a really big, just deep breath in and you just say, I'm just so thankful. And so thank you for being part of the journey and allowing me to sit here in front of you today, uh, continuing, continuing to grow, continuing to become my own person, for accepting me for everything that I am for that particular day. And, you know, for forming this community with me to make me feel like I'm really doing something worthwhile in this world. And so thank you to everybody. So it's not just, you know, a four year anniversary to Spencer. It's a four year anniversary to never living the life that I was living ever again and ensuring that I never put myself in precarious situations again. And so if you're ever wondering why my point of views are so strong, and why I feel so passionately about so many different things is because I just never want anybody to feel the way that I ever felt. And so that's where we are today. So thank you for being part of it. So anniversary, yes, here we go. The first day, the rest of our lives. Boom, love it. Uh, so that was really great. And leading into the anniversary was Spencer's daughter's graduation from high school. You know, it's so strange. You don't really think about every single person that was impacted over the past couple of years. So we've gone through some really wild shit in life. And honestly, the world is n not doing us any justice these days, uh, you know, either. And so when I was listening to the graduation speeches, they brought such joy and just like positivity and, and reassurance to my own self. I, I honestly felt like I was graduating high school that day because all the speeches just resonated so much with everything that we talk about on the show, which is being an individual, which is making sure we're building really strong bonds to one another because our support systems are so valuable to us. And we've watched so much over the past couple of years what COVID did to all of us. The separation, the anxiety, the depression, uh, the uneasy feelings in every single which way, not understanding what was going on, and then having to backtrack and figure out how to join life again was really challenging. I could sit here today and say that it was very difficult for me. Thinking about it from the children's perspective was very different. When I listened to you know, the, the, all of them talk and share their journeys through life. Honestly, not one of it was about school or what they achieved. I mean, some of it was, but it mostly was about how they've experienced extreme loss because they had two deaths uh, with over the past couple of years with students. One was killed in a car accident and one had some sort of horrible accident down by the water. And so, you know, between those two experiences and then you put COVID into it where they were, you know, joining school from Zoom and doing all the things that we were doing from a lifestyle perspective, but them having to do it from an education standpoint and as they're growing and trying to figure out who they are in the most challenging of circumstances. And seriously, every single end message was don't take any day for granted. Always be who you are. Don't compete with the next person and don't compare yourself to anybody because there is nobody else that is going to be you and we are who we are and you need to be stand, you need to stand tall and proud about that. And so when I was listening to those messages, I was like, fuck yes, this is the graduation that I'm so happy that I'm at and I'm so happy that this is, you know, where the weekend is. It was just so much positivity and so much joy and so much like, this is incredible. Uh, you know, and so I sit here today super happy with the biggest smile on my face, uh, ready to launch today's show and, you know, talk about some crazy stuff that came through the community. 
So I'm going to take a second. I'm going to see who's joined the show. Uh, you know, take a moment and um, regroup for a minute. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, Dawn. Good morning, Lorenzo. Thank you for the anniversary wishes. Sarah, all of you. You guys are all so amazing. June Bug, we are freaking days away to finding out who the winners of the ASN awards are going to be. So uh, for those of us that are on the show right now, Lorenzo is up for best influencer. Junebug is up for best DJ. Mizzy's Boutique is up for best retail outlet. Paradise Club is up for best club. If you keep nominating, if you keep voting until June 30th, we will find out if we become the number ones in each one of our categories. Uh, and even if I don't become number one, uh, thank you so much for the continuous votes up until this point in time. So yeah, and then also we're going to the Paradise Club on July 9th. I can't even believe that it's fucking July already. The month flew by so freaking fast. Uh, I'm really excited to get into all of our travels. The, our schedules have changed some with Miss Lady, so we'll actually see her on June 9th at the Paradise Club as well, so a little bit sooner than I anticipated. And then the end of July just turns into a wild fucking adventure because we have Holly and Jim coming to town, Chris and Tasha are coming to town from fusion parties, uh, we have Mizzy's birthday bet. It's going to be a clusterfuck of activity for the entire month of July, and I just am really pumped up about it, so you're going to have to stay tuned and hear like all the goodness. We do also have a play date weekend adventure scheduled for July as well, uh, the beginning of July. So I'm really hoping that stays in place and we all get together and some frisky fun happens. Uh, and I mean frisky fun in the most light way, you know, like, I don't know, bantering, laughing, whatever it may be at that moment in time. I'm not specifically talking about like a sexual encounter. That would just be the extra benefit. I'm just saying in total... Uh, having additional sexy female energy. I think Miss Lady's going to come along too. So I don't know, Spencer and three females, that could go really well for him. <laughs> that could be the best moment and the best time to watch, participate in. I don't even know. I feel like there's so many different things that would be going through my brain at that moment in time. I would just want it all. Oh, goodness gracious. So we'll see what happens. Stay tuned. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff coming along. Today's episode is really just like a strange one? It's not strange. I do want to emphasize that this question came from somebody that is in the public uh, forum here. They did not come from our private group or anything of the sorts. I want to make sure that everybody knows that when I do community-based questions, they really do come from everywhere and anywhere. Um, sometimes other humans think that they just come from the private groups and some of the questions are super unreasonable to be coming from the private group. And as I read this one today, you'll understand why there is a bit of a to it, right? I did like a kind of weird face to it for those of you that are listening to this. Um, you know, I had my words back to the gentleman that had submitted this to me. And so at the end of it, I said, listen, uh, so I've shared my point of view with you. I will bring it into the community and I will do a talk, you know, I will do an episode on it for you just so you could get the community feedback. But it's just going to be a wild one. Because of this question, uh, because I feel like women's rights just went backwards uh, in time, and I'm not political by any means, and I'm not looking to get into any kind of back and forth on it, but it is a moment in time that just took us back, uh, you know, tremendously, and I, I do feel passionately about it in one way or another. 
And so I thought that it was a really great time to regroup on some of the discussion that we had the last time on why are we in the lifestyle? What got us here? Kind of really start from the beginning. And as we go into the 75 day challenge, which is a mind, body and soul challenge through the web, through, you know, through Mizzy's, uh, MizzyBender.com, whatever, I'll give you that all. That's not the point of it. Um, I wanted to make sure that we're tapping into all of ourselves, right? So that is part of the mind. That is part of our soul. So I thought that it was a really great time to regroup on the ethical slut. So next week we're going to get into, you know, why did we get into the lifestyle and what are the reasons why? And for me, I started to sit here and while I started thinking about this topic, I, I started to write down the reasons why I wanted to be in it. Is there anything that makes me not want to be in it? And I started to go back and forth. Up until this point, there's honestly nothing on the I don't want to be in it list. And there's all these benefits. Why? But then that also comes with the balance of, you know, how are we making sure that we're communicating it appropriately with our partners? Uh, and then it goes into, we'll then be going into myths and realities of the lifestyle. So the foundation of really figuring out who we are in the lifestyle and why we're, why we're doing it. And then to cancel out all of those, uh, you know, nays and yays and all that other stuff and it is a foundation from the ethical slut there's two separate chapters in here i am reviewing um volume two so if you wanted to you know amazon has the book you can go on to it i think that you could download it online whatever now the reason why i'm saying this this is the community question that was sent to me it says hi mizzy do you remember when I told you my wife of 28 years agreed to do an MMF with me? Well, after seven years of stringing me along, she said she don't want to do it now. And now I have hate in my heart for my wife doing this to me because we chatted about doing this for seven years. And now all that and nothing to show for it. Any advice? Woo. Well, you know, so I posted, I posted this in the group. And of course, the feedback was a bit aggressive. And, and mine was not aggressive, but mine simply was kind of like, well, what are you doing for her, right? Now, I want to make sure, now I'm not diminishing how he feels, right? It's super important to make sure everybody is heard and he's valid in his feelings. But normally what happens in a relationship is things get stale, right? Something happens and one person starts to pull back for another reason or another, right? A relationship is two partners working together. Sometimes that means that somebody is doing 70% while somebody's doing 30%, you know, maybe everybody's doing 50-50. Sometimes that unbalance happens. And when the unbalance happens, you have to take a look inside and say, what is happening here? I recognize that there is an issue. Is there something I can do to fix it? If there's nothing I can do to fix it, well, then we need to go to the next steps and figure out what we're doing now. That's basically what I had said to him. I said, listen, you know, sometimes women, you know, I can only speak from a woman's perspective because that is who I am. We feel, when we start to feel not valued or overworked or underappreciated, I mean, I, they're probably all the same definitions, but... You know, when we start to feel these invalid kind of emotions, and it could be for any reason or another, think about the wives that are working 
full-time, but then they also have to come home and take care of the children. No offense to the men, but it's very rare that I see, you know, a working female who comes home to take care of the children that the husband's cooking dinner. Generally speaking, the woman goes to work, she comes home, she cooks dinner, she's taking care of the kids, she's doing this, she's doing that, she's putting them to bed, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's like a quarter to ten or whatever it is, and she's exhausted. Those things really take a toll on us, right? We lose our personal time. We lose who we are as a, as a person. We, you know, there's a lot of different things that are going on. And so the separation within the relationship can really start to happen, right? And a lot of us forget that we have to keep the romance alive. Always has to happen. And yes, sometimes it's really difficult for that to go on. But it's really important for you to take a step back and say, did I fall out? Okay, did she have a really hard day? Is there something I can do today to make her feel better? And I don't have to announce that I'm doing it. You just do it, right? So this was kind of some of the things that I was asking him. Like, what are you doing for her lately? Are you making her feel like a val you know, a valued person within the relationship? You know, when you lose that much of your own self and you don't feel it back from the other partner, a lot happens. You know, that kind of sort of happened in my marriage and I lost sight of so many different things. You lose your passion. You lose your want for intimacy. It, it's something that just goes away. And truthfully, you have to relearn that. You almost have to retrain yourself to take on that passion again and to want to be in that moment. So as I'm sharing my thoughts with him, he was definitely not receptive to what I was saying. He really feels like he's tried and he really feels disappointed and discouraged that she's just not gonna follow through with this. And so at this point in time, I said, you know, this is a much bigger conversation and there isn't anything that I really can say that's gonna take away, you know, what you're feeling and, and going through. So I opened it up to the community and I would like to read some, some of the pieces of information from them. But one of the reasons why I thought that this topic was so important is because you see this a lot within the lifestyle. I think that there is one human in the relationship that wants it more than the other person and there's not alignments and then this is what happens this resentment this hate which is a really strong word uh where's your value for your woman it doesn't matter if she told you for 15 years that she's going to fuck another person if she doesn't want to do it that's her right as a human being that's her right as an individual to say i'm not doing this it's not anybody's right to hate on her for not doing this. It is your right though to say, I am unhappy in this relationship. This isn't working out for me. You're not fulfilling my needs. We need to go to counseling to try and figure it out or we just walk away from it because we're just not on the same page anymore. Uh, you know, I don't know. My, my mind went a little bit wild on this one, but it is important to share every piece of community information that comes my way. And so here we are. Um, so Ashley is saying, yes, I resented him for so many reasons and mostly because I didn't ever speak up. So yeah, you know, my resentment was kind of twofold. My resentment was because I did speak up and nothing changed. And also I felt like, you know, I was making choices that I, I sit here today and recognize I made my choices for specific reasons. And I know at the time I was I know at the time that that's what I was doing, but it doesn't really resonate with you because, you know, you want something so much different. You know, like I wanted my husband to change so much, but that was never going to be the case. So then I quickly started to resent the fact that I was like a prisoner in 
my own relationship and didn't really know what to do or how to get out of it. You know, it's odd. I So I pull my Oracle cards every morning, similar to tarot cards, but they're more on, um, I don't know, like there's all variations of them. But I, every now and then, and almost weekly, I pull my forgiveness card. And the forgiveness card always talks about you're not forgiving anybody for their sake. You're forgiving them for your own sake and to release all that negative feelings and all these different things. And actually, it could kind of relate to the topic that we're talking about today. And every now and then, I remember, like, I got to continuously keep working on that resentment that I have from all the different things that have happened in my relationship prior to um, you know, more so some of the difficult, challenging ones from a safety standpoint that I look back and I say, what the fuck were you thinking? Uh, you know, and, and sometimes when I share the stories with you and I hear it back, I can hear it in my own voice, like how passionate I still am about it, which means I still have some resolving to do. But with that also comes, you know, I have to have to kind of like move on from my stepson which is a really difficult thing for me to swallow. You know, like I keep thinking in my heart, like I'll be able to hang on to him and, you know, it's going to be fine. I also have to remember he's 21 and who really has an ongoing relationship with a parent at this time and so many different things over the four years that make it much more difficult. And, you know, there's all these little pieces that when I think about them, my emotions start to go a little bit wild. And so... Yeah, the forgiveness and the resentment, it just like eats you up alive inside. And that's exactly what's going to happen with this gentleman and his wife. If he can't figure out how to let go of her promising this, uh, what is this? Let me lower my volume. Sorry about that. If he can't figure out how to release that need, that want, you know, his answer to that you know when I was asking some of these questions to him was he felt like this was going to be what was going to re-spark their marriage and I was like whoa no 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 the lifestyle is not a fixer right no 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 so right now you're angry with her you're resenting her you feel frustrated with her you have probably been pressuring her uh you know if after seven years she has not done it she's probably not comfortable and it was on you as her partner and her husband to read in between the lines or ask a little bit more questions or just stop asking. You know, after seven years, if somebody continuously kept asking me to do something that I didn't want to do, I would resent you tremendously. So I would imagine within the relationship, there's a lot of difficulties going on right now. So no, bringing in a third person is not the resolve to whatever is going on in that foundation that's broken. So that's another thing that we really need to make sure that we're, we're bringing to uh, attention here too. The lifestyle is not a fix. The lifestyle is not going to enhance your relationship because what's, end up, what's going to end up happening is those broken pieces are going to become huge, gigantic smashes. Now, somebody brought this up in the comment thread back on this post. What happens if she realizes that you're just not doing it for her and you guys do proceed with this MMF and she just falls so much more for the other guy or realizes that, yes, you know what, the spark was missing, but it's not with you anymore. I want out of this. And now everything kind of backfired. I'm not sure that that's the result. You know, I'm not his psychiatrist or therapist or whatever the fuck, but at the same time, there are foundational questions that you can ask from a relationship standpoint. You know, that's another thing with the lifestyle. We talk about so many different things of do's and don'ts, but in reality, it's actually just a foundational 
it, it's just a found it's just the way that you build your relationship from the foundation standpoint it's your morals it's how you are as a human you know like it, it going back to that example of the husband you know continuously playing with the play partner after the wife acknowledged the fact that you know she was upset there's so much deeper stuff going on there. One can look at that situation and say, okay, well, well, that was a mishap, yes, but what else is going on in the relationship? What happened that it got to that point that there was not that alignment? There's something else going on, you know what I mean? Like, And that's just a pure communication standpoint from the relationship standpoint. It has nothing to do with the lifestyle. And so my emphasis, I think, going forward, because I've been thinking about this a lot, is always going to say it has nothing to do with the lifestyle. Even though we participate in it, it has nothing to do with the lifestyle. It has to do with who you are as a person, what your morals are, and what you think is right, and how you think behaving in a situation like this is, is the right way. This husband is not behaving the right way. Um, okay, so Ashley says, I fully believe someone can change their mind at any time. Everyone is entitled to. Yes, everyone is entitled to change their mind. Um, at, you know, especially if you keep talking about it and you recognize the fact that it's not anything that you're going to want to do. You know, you can, you know, let's, let's say this. The situation is presented to you at hand. Okay, you know, Spencer wants me to have a MMF or whatever. Now, First things first, I just want to make sure letters matter. And I'm not necessarily, I don't know if he really means MMF because that means the male play partner plays with the male play partner, which then plays with the female. If you were looking for an MFM, that's like the two males on the female. So whatever letters are connecting are the humans that are going to be playing in that particular situation. So if you weren't aware of that, that's that. Secondly, um, yes. You know, if Spencer presented this idea to me, usually when he presents these different ideas to me, he's like talking to me like, I think while we're having booty itself. And then, you know, he'll bring up some sort of porn or he'll engage me in such a way that eases into to try and figure out whether or not I'm receptive to it or not. You know, I've, I've, I've picked up on how he kind of does some stuff. And it makes me feel comfortable, right? Because sometimes like if he's talking too much, I'll be like, okay, I can't hear this right now. You need to like tone that down. Normally, I don't really think that there's anything that he's ever brought to my attention that I'm like, oh, that doesn't sound intriguing. Um, but, oh, I should tell you about last night and our, our play. Well, I will get to that. But, uh, yeah, so anyone can change their mind at any point in time. Um, I have, I want to go back to this one comment. I just want to make sure that I say it out loud because it's important for me to read. It's going to take me a second to find it. Fungal. When I was younger, I said fungal. I don't even know who I said it to, but my dad made me write fucking like a hundred times. I'll never say fungal, which seems pretty irrelevant uh, because if I'm not supposed to say it, why am I writing it? Okay, so anyways, so the comment is, what if she was the one that started the whole thing and wanted it? Okay, well, listen, if somebody presents to you an idea and it's just an idea, maybe at that moment in time, that felt really good. I will say, sometimes in my most horniest moments, I can come up with the most craziest situation in my head and be like, oh my God, I want to act this out right now. But guess what? Tomorrow when I wake up, probably not going to be the case. And I'm just not in that mindset. So yes, something that might really appeal to me today is not going to stick with me tomorrow. You know, I change, how I'm feeling changes, you know, new learnings change how I am. So even though somebody is open to such an idea, that is not a concrete 
you know, signed contract that that's a mandatory thing, especially if she's your wife, right? If she's your wife, she's allowed to have every swing of emotion that she wants. She's allowed to have every single thought that she wants. She's allowed to talk to you about everything and anything that she wants to, whether it's going to happen, it's not going to happen. You know why? Because you're her partner and you should be openly accepting and listening to her with no expectations, with no set in stone thing, with nothing because she's your partner and you just love her and you want her to feel like she has a free and safe place to talk without you being like, oh, well, you know, you know, this one time in 1975 while we were barbecuing outside, you told me that you were going to blow another guy. Here we are 10 years later and where the fuck is that? Well, I mean, that's really unreasonable. If Spencer ever did that to me, I'd probably turn around and be like, go fucking suck the dick yourself then. How about that? You know what I mean? Like, I would feel very, I would feel not great as a partner and I know that these are things that we fantasize about and that we ultimately you know get this little you know high off of thinking about some incredible scenarios but listen that doesn't mean that everybody's going to act them out that doesn't mean that everybody is going to um you know do this a perfect example you know when Spencer and I talk about a gangbang type of thing I absolutely want to do that I rather pick my partners that are going to be participating in it. I think that Spencer has uh, a slight excitement about me not knowing who they are. So our scenarios and our fantasies are a tad bit different. He's not going to hold me and 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 he's not going to hold me uh, to a negative standard because I don't do it his way. He's going to be really joyful that I was open-minded enough to even talk about it and figure it out. And then if it gets to the point that it never actually happens, he's not going to treat me any different. All right, well, it was something that we talked about. It's something that we tried out, uh, you know, tried to discuss. You know, it just didn't work out. Any reason why, you know, like, if he ever was negative to me or held, held me to a standard of having to execute and act something out, uh, that feels very forceful. And that would feel very rapish. And that sounds probably hardcore to say, uh, but that's how I would probably feel. I would feel like I was so forced into doing something that you have a very poor outlook on what the actual situation was. And that's not really good at all. Uh, not good at all. Okay, back to the comments. So as of, tw of 20 years prior to this even happening for me, love. Oh, I have to go back to Ashley's comments and stuff like that and, and figure it out. Um, so George is saying... Is it concrete if she was doing things with another man? Well, I'm not sure exactly what that means. Concrete, does that mean she's cheating on you? Or does that mean prior to your relationship, she was participating in situations such as this? If it's in fact she's cheating on you, well, sweetheart, you have a month, this is not, this is not the forum for you. This morning show, although we support everybody and everybody in their situations. This is not the forum. You know, the, this is this is something deep within your relationship that you would have to kind of figure out, well, okay, you know, maybe it's therapy. Maybe it's couples therapy, independent therapy. Maybe it's separation. Uh, you know, especially you can't have a, a tit for tat either. You know, if she came, if, if you know, if she says that she wants to do this, okay, so she didn't fully do it. But then does she cheat on you? 
And so now there's resentment that you cheated on her and you think that she owes you in doing this. There's like complexity across the board on, on this scenario that is just way too deep than we should even be getting into. But I'll continue. I'll be curious to see where where it leads to. I mean, in any scenario, you know, living the lifestyle is all about enhancing our experiences with one another and, you know, with one our partner, you know, however many they may be. It's not about, you know, making somebody live something out that they don't want to do. I don't know. This whole thing is just really wonky for me this morning, but I'm really happy that we've taken time and discussed it. While George is taking a moment to get back to us, I'm going to finally go back to these comments on the Facebook thread and share what some other humans thought about it. So it's one of the first comments. It takes a lot to get to a point where one is comfortable adding another play partner in the mix. It sounds as though she may have been open to the idea, but something has changed her feelings. You can either accept and respect her choice and honesty, or it will ruin your long-standing relationship. I agree. This is definitely a recipe for disaster, and I do not see um, this going in any great direction. So Katie says, you're valid in how you feel. However, that may not have been her intention. You need to have a serious discussion about what you both want in life and go for those wants and needs, even if it means separate ways. You both deserve peace and happiness, and sometimes that is not found with each other. People grow and change daily, and sometimes we do not grow with each other. Best of luck. See, I agree with all these different things. I'm going to go back to resentment and all these situations on whether or not we should be in our in our current marriages and whatnot this past weekend we had the graduation and you know spencer is divorced everybody's you know at the graduation but i'm not gonna lie it was awkward right because nobody talks i don't know what happened or what and this is no judgment on anybody involved because i really don't know all the parties what i can say is though at some point in time, one has to find peace within themselves to be able to move forward, right? For somebody to hold on to such hardcore feelings, animosity, um, I, I don't even, I actually don't know what the emotions are, but I know that they're negative. They're not great feelings. There's something going on there for them to be disconnected, to not engage, to, you know, not to be able to be in an environment where we could all coexist like adults. When humans can't get to that point, there's an issue there, and there is something going on. Like, I could be in the same room with my ex-husband. I could text my ex-husband today and, and have a conversation with him and not feel any certain way about it. You know why? Because I'm so happy on where I am today that I don't care. Like, I care about certain things that transpired that were detrimental. I don't care, though, that we're not married anymore. I don't care that... You know, maybe he's moved on. I don't even care. I don't care. I have. I don't know. You know, like I can have a great conversation with him and be like, "This is fucking fantastic." I wish you nothing but well. You know, wishes, and I hope they have a really great time because I came to peace. And there's no reason to hang on to all that negative uh, grossness that's involved there. And that's what it sounds like this gentleman is doing. Like he hasn't come to peace. There's some negative you know, jumbledness that's going on in there. And it needs to be just kind of like let go or you're never going to be able to move forward in a healthy way. You're not going to be able to be healthy and she's not going to be able to be healthy because there's going to be this like 
animosity and, and resentment and these these negative things it's just you got to realign from a complete couple standpoint so Ashley saying doesn't seem like that is ground that she owes him anything no I don't think so either oh wait okay so I see that George said something he said not cheating just sharing with me while she did things with another male co-worker yeah so George I'm just gonna say listen so I'll go into another thing my ex-husband's you know, I I think that the first time I ever did anal, I was, uh, I don't know, like 21 or some shit like that. It was with my high school boyfriend. He wasn't even my high school boyfriend. He was a boy that I really just was so smitten on in high school. He was such a quiet fella. He was just, there was some, just some, I don't even know what it was about him. He was a lacrosse player, super sporty. He just kind of did his thing. He hung within our crew and whatever. Fast forward, like we never dated or anything of the sort. We kind of just were friends. Uh, you know, maybe every now and then he knew I had a crush on him. Maybe not. Who the fuck knows? Fast forward to when we graduated, uh, he ended up opening up a bar. And I ended up going and becoming a shot girl at his bar. Oh, my God. They were the best fucking Friday and Saturday nights I ever had. At the time, I had my own apartment. I had just moved out of my house. I had just graduated high school. Uh, when I graduated high school, I ended up going and I got uh, a job. I had my full-time job. I was working at a label place doing customer service. Um, that's not true, actually. At the time, I was working in the warehouse and I graduated up. I moved up into customer service at that time, but it was the same place. I got a job at Macy's working the watch counter. And then I also was working as a shot girl on Friday and Saturday nights just so I could pay my rent. And um, we had the best time. And he and I... You know, we just had some, like, casual flirting and great times. And, of course, you know, you're, like, working at the bar super late. And, you know, you kind of just, like, hang out and chill. And so we established a really great relationship. So it, it was enough for me to feel comfortable enough to explore, you know, anal with. And I was open-minded to it one night. And, um, you know, we you know we tried it. And it was really wonderful. And I was like, wow, this is great. I ended up writing about it in my journal. Now, we all know I journal, right? So I've been journaling my whole fucking life, it seems. And I guess I stopped off at some point in time because of this specific reason. I mean, I, like, really journaled, right? At the time, I was I was living the best life ever. I had just graduated high school. I was just, you know, I had just got my own apartment. I felt like I was thriving in life. And I wrote, like, it was, like, this smut, like, erotic. It was, I just expressed all of my feelings. Well, for some reason, um, you know, and honestly, it was probably like two weeks into my ex-husband and I dating. It was, so we met, yeah, we met, it was probably the week later, truthfully. We met on like the week of Christmas or something like that, I think. And then, or like a couple weeks before, and it was the week of Christmas. He found my journal in my room and he read the entire thing. Oh my God. I never lived down anything in that book that I wrote because I wouldn't do any of it with him and I wouldn't do any of it with him because he was so nasty and disrespectful to me and didn't value me as a human whether it was his own insecurities or it was um that he was an alcohol I don't know what the fuck it was but I just would not participate in a lot of sexual activities with him there was no way he was putting the pepe in my butt um, you know, maybe if he treated me more kindly, maybe if he didn't say that my vagina looked like sloppy roast beef. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there are some things that like you just don't say to a person and, you know, do that they would be more open minded to these experiences. I heard 
about not doing anal with him our entire marriage. And it was thrown in my face because he read it in my book. Well, motherfucker, why'd you read my book? That's my personal thoughts. That's, that's, those are my words. That's my private space. So shame on you. You should live with that now, knowing that I did all these wonderful activities with somebody else. And then you should sit and you should question why I won't do it with you. Because there's a reason, right? You know, it's not a lie, guys. When you treat your woman like a queen, she will be your porn star. I promise you that. And maybe she's not going to be, you know, sucking five dicks at a time, but I certainly will say that maybe she'll put on a little more lingerie or she'll do something to make herself feel a little bit more uh, sexy for you. Appreciation and validity goes, is that the right way to say it? Goes a really long way. And so, you know, I don't know if you're going to hold words of something that she did with somebody else and you weren't even involved in it, shame on you. That's your problem, sir. That's not hers. And if you can't deal with it, you got to move on, man. You got to move on. Good morning, Matthew. Good morning. Yeah, so let me just go. Okay. This is where I feel like we should probably start to end the morning show because this is the topic that was a little bit wild. I wanted to make sure that I met, you know, the community expectation of uh, bringing all their issues to the table. So I do really appreciate you engaging in the conversation and, and being part of it and being super honest and transparent in your thoughts, even to the community member that shared it with us. If you're listening, I, I am really sorry that you're having a difficult time. I do really hope that you take a moment and take an inner look at what your true wants and needs are within your relationship and figure out whether or not your wife is worth enough to try and fix what's going on in it and move forward from this particular situation and put it to bed. I think it's time to take a step back from any kind of lifestyle thoughts and focus on making her your primary. And if you can't do that, then do yourselves both a favor and figure out an end solution so you don't live in misery for the rest of your life. That would be my recommendations. Um, so, you know, if you want to keep on this joyful bandwagon, the ethical slut conversations will be coming up next week, going into why we are being, why we are part of the lifestyle, talking about going deep within ourselves and actually making that list of the do's and the don'ts, so we can really start to analyze what we are really trying to get out of, you know, the participation of this. And let's talk about it. If there's something that you're uneasy about, maybe you haven't fully come to terms. Uh, with a particular thing, such as this gentleman. Let's talk about it. Let's really start putting the emphasis on why we're doing this and how we could keep moving forward in the lifestyle in a healthy way without all of this negative kind of stuff on it. It's such a joyful time in life for us to be together. So let's make it memorable and let's do it together. Go sign up to mizzybender.com. Get yourself into the raffle for the month. As you can see, the names keep coming on in there. I'm going to be doing the live drawing on Thursday's show. I'll be doing just like a little uh, indication of what your name is, and then I'll reach out to you via email afterwards uh, to say who the winner is. And all you got to do is just subscribe. And don't forget, we have the 75-day challenge that's beginning on July 1st also. All the information is up in the thread. You'll find it on my Facebook page. My social medias have it everywhere. It is a private group within uh, my website. 
So you do have to ask to join. I set it as private because we are going to be doing uh, measurement photos and just accountability photos and things like that. I don't want the whole entire public just to have access to it. So if you are wondering, it is private and I just wanted to uh, put that out there. So I guess that's it for today's show. Until next time, you guys, I'll talk to you super soon. Thank <laughs> you.